Hey everybody, and welcome to the Wealth Effect Podcast, where we discuss methods, strategies, and tactics to protect and compound your wealth. I'm your host, Matt Fabian, and I'm here to help you create your own wealth effect. Hey everyone, it's Matt Fabian with the Wealth Effect Podcast. Today is October 19th, 2022. We're talking about rising inflation and interest rates creating a reverse wealth effect. Last week, the latest inflation numbers came out confirming the prices of everyday goods and services are still rising despite the fact that the Federal Reserve uh, is raising interest rates into a slowing economy. Major stock market indices continue to be at or around bear market levels with the S&P 500 down 25% year to date through last Friday. And interest rates jumped further last week with the 10-year Treasury note rising above 4%. Whether the Fed can regain control of inflation while keeping the economy steady remains the central question for many investors and economists. And since inflation data is only released monthly, uh, GDP data quarterly, and the Fed only meets every six weeks, it could be some time before this question is fully answered. The recent CPI report showed that while inflation is improving in some areas, including energy and used cars, it is broadening in essential categories such as shelter, transportation services, and medical care. Core inflation, which excludes food and energy, has increased 6.6% over the past year, which is the fastest pace in 40 years. Considering that core inflation is the Fed's primary inflation target as it measures inflation more broadly throughout the entire economy, these data points all but guarantee that the Fed will continue to raise rates quickly. And the current market expectations are for the Fed to increase rates 0.75% in November and then again in December reaching a Fed funds rate of 4.5% by December 31st. To put this into perspective, the Fed funds rate was 0% as recently as March, and that is creating a rate hike cycle that is the fastest in decades. In the show notes, I've posted a chart on historical interest rate cycles going back to Uh, The early 2000s, actually late 1990s, showing the Fed funds rate as well as the 10-year and 5-year Treasury bond yields with also shaded areas indicating recessions. And really what you'll see is the latest interest rate uh, hiking cycle is the fastest, uh, you know, steepest quickest in magnitude interest rates uh, rising cycle that we've seen over this time frame. And basically, the Fed is playing catch up to contain inflation, leading to this fastest hiking cycle. And these impacts are clearly being felt in financial markets, as mentioned prior. Further, the bond market is experiencing the worst year-to-date performance in over a century, which that the bond market is down roughly 16% year-to-date. However, and unfortunately, the Fed's measures have yet to meaningfully impact CPI, uh, that 
the primary you know metric that they're seeking to reduce uh, and is the primary reason for this is that much of the inflation story has been driven by supply constraints which the Fed has very little influence on via monetary policy. Further, monetary policy works on 6 to 12 month lags uh, before it impacts the real economy. So the effects we are experiencing today can be attributed to their policy changes around the turn of the year when they first stopped their quantitative easing program or their bond buying program. And again, they only started raising interest rates in March. However, because financial markets are forward-looking, monetary policy changes have a more immediate impact on financial markets, which is why we've seen uh, stocks and bond markets and markets all over the globe uh, reacting over the last 12 months. This is also now bleeding through into uh, economic indicators, which are pointing to a slowdown. So the next chart that I posted um, is the yield curve, which I've spoken about before, as well as leading economic indicators going back to the 1980s. And what you'll notice about this current period on the far right of the chart is one, the yield curve is inverted. So it's, it's showing a negative yield curve between the 210 spread, which is a recessionary indicator. Uh, and the leading economic indicators index is, while not negative yet at this point, it is also uh, but it, it is falling very rapidly, and if it continues this trend, we'll cross the negative threshold pretty soon. Consequently, many investors continue to worry about a so-called hard landing, uh, a scenario in which the Fed must induce a recession to regain control over inflation. Many on Wall Street are predicting that there could be a recession over the next year as a result. However, it's essential to distinguish the many things investors mean when saying recession. A simple definition involves two negative quarters of GDP growth, which has already occurred, with the first and second quarters of the year experiencing GDP declines of negative 1.6% and negative 0.6% respectively. A more official definition would involve a challenging downturn in which unemployment rises. This is what the Fed already expects based on their latest economic projections, which show unemployment rising to 4.4% by the end of next year. By the way, we're around 3.5% today, so roughly a 1% increase in unemployment. Regardless of which scenario plays out, it's important to maintain some perspective around the term and what a recession really means. We're already in a simple or technical recession with two quarters of negative GDP growth, irrespective of how the NBER, the National Bureau of Economic Research, ultimately defines this period. Uh, historically, recessions occur periodically, and frankly, they're important to the economic and business cycle for an economic reset to pave the way for, for future growth. However, as mentioned previously, 
the leading economic indicators and the yield curve suggest that we are not quite there yet. Another large, large market that really has been in the crosshairs of the uh, monetary policy by the Fed has been um, the market for mortgages. Uh, mortgage rates are at the highest they've been since 2008. So the next chart in the show notes, I've posted uh, the average 30-year fixed rate mortgage nationally uh, which currently is at 6.9%. And mind you, just around 12 months ago or so, this average, this uh, 30-year fixed mortgage was around 3.5%, maybe a little less than that. So effectively, it's doubled in terms of its interest rate over the last 12 to 18 months, which is a massive increase in the cost of home ownership for anybody trying to purchase a home at these interest rate levels uh, compared to uh, over the last year. So the Fed's actions can be seen directly in this market for home mortgages uh, with that latest average of 30-year fixed rate mortgage. Um, And this directly impacts one of the world's largest markets, U.S. residential real estate, where now we're seeing existing and new home sales have been declining in tandem with the rising mortgage rate this year, almost in lockstep as the 30-year fixed rate mortgage has been going up, the demand for existing and new home sales has been going down. One of the main channels monetary policy affects the real economy is via the positive wealth effect, title of this podcast, generated through rising home values. Typically, Homes are the largest single asset individuals or families own. When those owners have higher home equity and net worth, their spending propensity increases, which feeds into overall economic growth. Economists would call this the marginal propensity to consume through an added dollar of income or an added dollar of net worth. When one feels richer, they tend to spend more money. That fuels, you know, the consumer economy and fuels economic growth. However, when gone too far, such as it has, the positive wealth effect fuels the very inflation that the Fed is seeking to reduce. For this very reason, the rise in mortgage rates, you know, rise in cost of home ownership, and the beginnings of home price depreciation is a feature of the current monetary policy to reverse the wealth effect to reduce inflation, not a bug. And this is putting stress on the overall real estate market, naturally. And so long as interest rates remain high, this should be expected to continue. Also for this reason, we do not subscribe to the quote-unquote Fed pivot narrative floating around the financial media these days. A lot of this narrative is being perpetuated by those that over the last 5, 10, 15 years are part of the buy the dip meme stock to the moon investing crowd that frankly have gotten used to poor investor behavior and being rewarded for poor investor behavior 
But now that markets, economies, and monetary policy are reversing a lot of those trends over the last 5, 10, 15 years, those strategies aren't working. And so they're not very pleased about the current environment that they're in. It is not a pleasant environment for all asset owners in general. Um, however, the current monetary policy is, is achieving its in intended effects. And as long as nothing systemic, i.e. financial markets breaking, occurs, we anticipate it to continue. So what is the bottom line? Investors should continue the Fed to should continue to expect the Fed to raise interest rates in response to inflation because frankly core inflation which is their main target is still increasing um, and this is going to put downward pressure on the economy in general and residential real estate in particular further we don't see the Fed pivot narrative in the near term uh, so long as we don't see meaningful improvement in core inflation. The Fed needs to see the quote-unquote whites of their eyes in terms of getting that core inflation down before they would, would entertain the idea of loosening monetary policy. That's it for today. Hope you're all doing well out there and happy wealth generation. Investment advisory services are offered through Fabian Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor authorized to do business in states where registered or otherwise exempt from registration. Nothing discussed during this show should be viewed as investment advice. Everything discussed is generic, non-specific, non-tailored information. If you have questions pertaining to your specific situation, please reach out to us at info at fabianwm.com or call us at 925-322-2450.